Okay, so we're going to continue and conclude session 94, uh, Law of One, was received August 26, 1982, 35-plus uh, years ago. Uh, we're working our way through the discussion of Card 4, Experience of the Mind, also called the Emperor, uh, we ended last time at 9420. Uh, I want to give a little brief background because we don't have that many more uh, exchanges in this session before it's finished. We will finish it today. So I want to do a little backtracking just to talk more about uh, this card experience of the mind. Last time we got kind of uh, long, I got long-winded, uh, but uh, that's where Don's been going to a kind of micro-analysis of the iconography, the icons, the images of each card. Uh, the knee is bent this way, and the toe is pointed that way, and the cloth or the veil is covering this side, but not that side to that extent, but not down further on the limb. This kind of micro-analysis. Uh, it's helpful, it's interesting, but I think we can get lost in the detail. I just sent a link to Love One, basically <clears throat> the uh, compa compilation of uh, category uh, experience of the mind, card four. And from 78.37, this is some review before we close session 94, Ross said the broad name for archetype four it may be the experience of the mind. In the tarot, you find the name of emperor. Again, this implies nobility. And in this case, we may see the suggestion that it is only through the catalyst which has been processed by the potentiated consciousness that experience may ensue. Thusly, it's the conscious mind ennobled. Thusly, is the conscious mind ennobled by the use of the vast resources of the unconscious mind. So we understand the interplay of one and two, uh, matrix and uh, potentiator of mind, cards or nodal arc, nodal positions in the processing of phenomena or um, the course of evolution for a being in 3D, because that's what we're really talking about here, is structures of the deep mind um, by which entities in 3D space-time, physical, um, make use of catalysts for experience for soul evolution or evolution of mind-body-spirit. That's what we're talking about here. And so the nobility... There's nobility to card three, uh, sometimes called Empress or Catalyst. Uh, nobility to card four, sometimes called Emperor, uh, experience of mind. So there's Catalyst of mind, experience of mind. Some nobility here. What is nobility? <laughs> it ain't human nobility, because they ain't noble. <laughs> they're, they're just uh, more deluded than most. But actually, it's some sense of um, righteousness. The righteousness... Um, from the perspective of the logos, of both catalyst or that which we work with uh, and experience, which is that is the product of uh, our working with phenomena or uh, physical body, mind, spirit, um, catalyst or phenomena that arises, uh, choice points and body, mind, all body, mind process. There's no, there, there's a certain righteousness to the fact that that's the way the, the the way the scheme is is set up here that's the way evolution occurs for beings here 
and Ross talking about that <clears throat> experience can ensue or catalyst is used only by um, a conscious mind that's been potentiated or a conscious mind that's seeking or a conscious mind uh, that um, uh, wishes to develop itself and thus has the is potentiated to the degree that we can make um, we can make something of our lives we can make something do something with our life with this experience of body mind in this environment with the various things that happen to us we can do something with that <clears throat> and there's something righteous about that uh, that's the scheme by which evolution occurs in 3d and so the conscious mind is ennobled by use of vast resources of the unconscious mind and there's a sort of ennobling of the very working with catalyst and the very working of cattle with catalyst becoming experience and so uh, in <clears throat> uh, 7935 Don gave a little summary about the Empress card 3 catalyst of the mind that which acts upon the conscious mind to change it or let's just say that which acts upon or or is contacted by conscious mind meaning particularly all experience of body-mind is experienced by mind, and that's called catalyst. He goes on, the fourth card being emperor, experience of the mind, which is that material stored in the unconscious which creates his continuing bias. And Ross said, you're too far, far too rigid in your statements, as he often is. But uh, uh, there is some degree of truth that we don't meet catalyst naked, but we meet catalyst um, by with a already potentiated uh, consciousness. We already have our biases. We already have our perspectives and our view, view of the world, view of self, our goals, our desires, our preferences, what we want, don't want, all that. Uh, that's all. That that's the uh, the uh, preconditioned state of consciousness that meets catalyst and fashions experience. And uh, likewise, even Catalyst itself, as Ra's talked about, is has been processed to some degree before we work on it further. And so uh, the idea that there's some catalyst that's happening to body-mind that has not been processed ever is wrong. It's been processed simply by the electromagnetics uh, that we have five physical senses and a, mi- a limited mind sense, a mind awareness, that... Uh, in which even our recognition of what we're calling catalyst that we're then choosing to do something with, according to our polarity, actually, uh, to imagine that that's naked or not been processed is wrong. It's already been processed by the very equipment uh, of body-mind that we have. And so we don't just meet experience raw or meet phenomena raw and then fashion it. That's happening. But it's... um, already been filtered what we're meeting and so Don was in many ways asking in session 94 or is as we continue uh, about positive path negative path and how that affects experience Uh, 9411 now we're getting into some of the review from this session Ross said the deeper biases of a mind-body-spirit complex pilot the catalyst around many aisles, islands of positivity and negativity, 
as expressed in the archipelago, archipelago of the deeper mind. However, the analogy is incorrect, it doesn't take into account further polarization, most certainly available to the conscious mind after it's perceived partially polarized catalyst from the deeper mind, meaning the catalyst, again, that we're working on to fashion experience is already partially polarized or it's been worked on in some way by uh, through having come through the deeper mind already. And so the this whole notion of uh, isles, islands of positivity and negativity doesn't really make sense to me because from a perspective of unity, <clears throat> catalyst is not positive and negative. And in fact, even experience is not positive and negative, though we label it such. Um, it is what it is. If we like it, we call it positive, or if it supports our path, we call it positive. If we don't like it, we call it negative, or if it represents depolarization on, on our path, we call it negative. But that's really um, born of our interpretation rather than reality as it is. <laughs> so this is not Buddhism. This is the raw material talking about uh, initiate training for beings who are trying to get out of third density. As wanderers, we, at least for myself, I'm far more interested um, in, in vision of reality as is, beyond mental uh, fashioning and um, the limited interpretations we give to, to create to phenomena and ourself and life. Uh, so uh, we're going at two different levels at the same I'm offering two different levels at the same time. One is trying to explain what Ra meant, which is really pertaining to souls evolving in third density to the choice. That's it. <clears throat> and that's a level far below or or prior to where wanderers are. So if you know yourself as a wanderer, fourth density or fifth or sixth, uh, this schema of evolution in third density via the uh, archetypes and concept complexes and these nodes of deep mind processing um, has value but um, comes from a perspective uh, whereby the whereby unity is still far away the realization of unity is still far away we're talking about the the, the archetypes here are just talking are just for the purpose of establishing sufficient polarity maintaining dualistic ignorance in 3D, to get out of 3D. That's it. And so, if we're talking about the law of one, um, this is the work, this is a uh, an analysis of the work done in 3D to simply get sufficient polarity or positive development, particularly, to get out of 3D, to go to 4D, <laughs> to simply slowly, slowly work one's way towards unity. That That's not <laughs> necessarily... Um, wonderfully resonant with wanderers who are really more interested, I would say, often, at least the people that I know, in understanding unity and true self or selflessness or reality beyond um, dualistic illusion. So, anyway, uh, it goes on and other prior discussions uh, 9412, Ross said, as an entity increases in experience, it shall more and more choose positive interpretations of catalyst if it is upon the service to other path and negative interpretations of catalyst if its experience has been along the service to self path. 
what is a positive versus a negative interpretation of catalyst? Well, all interpretation seems to be an add-on and a somewhat illusory uh, filtered product. Nevertheless, uh, when we're in a certain situation, and Ra will explain a little bit in some future situation, future session, uh, what exactly a positive interpretation looks like, but the example of the person standing in line at the grocery store and the person ahead um, fumbles and can't find their change. One person who um, simply uh, has attachment to frustration and anger will be frustrated and angry at the person. Another person who's more committed to the positive path, actually, um, naturally may feel some compassion for the pain the person's in if they see their face and they see their they're distressed, dismayed by the not finding the change or not going fast enough. We'll feel their pain and feel some love and, um, you know, be patient. That Now, is that a positive interpretation of Catalyst? Well, you can call it that, but um, it seems to be simply uh, a natural result of the person's development of, of green, blue, indigo. Uh, the natural result of love, wisdom, development. That's all. And so... Uh, I am not Ra, uh, said, uh, I am not Spock. <laughs> but then he had to say, I am Spock, because everybody said, we need you to be Spock, we love Spock, so don't say you're not Spock, you're Spock. But I am not Ra, obviously, and neither is David, obviously, uh, <laughs> and neither are the Blue Avians. Uh-oh, sorry. But um, one can one can deem or title one's reaction to catalyst uh, in line with or uh, continuing polarization on the positive path as a positive interpretation of catalyst. But actually, um, I think that that's uh, beyond what's, what's really happening. That's, that's an interpretation <laughs> of the interpretation or interpretation of the process. I think a more simple interpretation is that the person who's well-developed in love and wisdom sees the world through, through love and wisdom. <laughs> period. The person, you, developing green, blue, indigo, um, will experience life more fully through green, blue, indigo, with love and understanding and acceptance and some sense of, of the wholeness or um, cosmic justice, karmic justice, um, and the value of, uh, you know, all sorts of positive qualities of mind and being. We, we like it. That's not choosing a positive interpretation of Catalyst. It, that is, having achieved um, or developed oneself in greater harmony with love and light, seems to me. Okay. <clears throat> yak, yak, yak. Uh, let's just jump into 9421. So this is where we ended, or where we'll start. Uh, actually, I will start at 9420. Ra was also talking about, um, Don keeps going back to write, you know, to, to right side, left side, and right hand path negative, or right hand path, left hand path. Um, Ra 9420 says, the figure, meaning the some magical shape on the right side, um, the, the, you know, Don's working from, I'm not sure if he's working from the Egyptian tarot card itself or some other hybrid. Anyway, Ra said, the figure that they're talking about 
uh, on the right edge of the card. The figure expressing the nature of experience by having its attention caught by what may be termed the left-hand catalyst. It's expressing, the figure is expressing the nature of experience by having its attention caught by what may be termed left-hand catalyst. Meanwhile, the power, the magic is available upon the right-hand path. The nature of experience is such that the attention shall be constantly given varieties of experience. Those that are presumed to be negative or interpreted, right? So Rob strips away the the solidity, substantiality of that term, negative, positive. The, the terminology is unnecessary, actually, at a, at a more sophisticated level of analysis. Those that are presumed to be negative or interpreted as negative may seem in abundance. It's a great challenge to take catalyst and devise the magical positive experience. That which is mag- magical in the negative sense is much longer coming, shall we say, in their density. So here we're seeing a whole mishmash. Uh, obviously, there's black magic in their density. Uh, at some level, we're talking about card four as an early stage of the polarization process in 3D. But when we're talking about those that are doing black magic or negative act, negative uh, magical occult action in 3D, they're not just working in card 4 or 3-4. They're working with, uh, you know, uh, the cycle of spirit complex in the last seven cards or seven or eight. And so uh, there is indeed... N- negative experience that's magical but there is certain limit to it because it involves lots of chakra blockage uh, it's also true <laughs> that in the nature of experience or what we're you know now we're looking at the nature of human beings experience in 3d from a certain level of the path okay <laughs> in many ways uh, we may be talking about raw may be explaining uh, the experience or the work done by beings who are trying to get polarized when we're already clearly polarized or we're already, you know, trying to work through adept lessons in terms of development of 456. So if we're working on 456, we're doing some kind of adept related work, even uh, if it's not that formal. But here, Ra's talking about the meaning of this card. It pertains to an earlier level of development of souls in 3D. So, meanwhile, there is some applicability for all of us. Like, attention is shall is constantly given varieties of experience. There's always many interpretations we can have of what's happening in in our in our being, in our body, in our mind, in our life. There are always many choices. Not all, but but there certainly are many ways of looking at situations and many options for response. And it may be that uh, we we see a predominance of negative, and that's often the case too. <laughs> that being that we're stuck on the negative, or we're complaining, and we have a critical attitude towards life. A squeaky wheel gets the grease, or one bad apple spoils the whole barrel. Yeah, and so we may have, and in fact, that's a whole other topic, which is the the natural um, the natural. Uh, attention bias we have towards that which is disharmonious. There's much, 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 much that's harmonious and well and good, but generally we focus on what's not. Why? Uh, (laughs) It's a secret. 
it's actually associated, I think, with the fact that uh, the three marks are real, anicca, anatta, dukkha, impermanence, uh, insubstantiality, and stress. These really are the characteristics of all pre-enlightenment experience, and so they're much more dynamic. Buddhism talks about this all the time. They're much more in play than people realize, and that's one reason, I think, that we focus on the negative. So it's very much a mishmash here, because Ra's talking about this card four represents an early level of development um, in 3D evolution of uh, souls uh, evolving in 3D. It also, indeed, represents something that the you know that is happening to us all the time. It also, Ra's also explaining evolution from the, the 3D perspective, how they taught the Torah to initiates who were trying to get polarization or or get harvestability. Meanwhile, we're at a different level or we're looking at things differently, certainly if we're looking into the law of one. This is not about learning the way of the laws of, you know, the, the, the law of one, the, the work of becoming an initiate and using the tarot. It's actually harvesting uh, out of 3D. So th- there's, a, there's a kind of a jumble here, at least in my perception, of, of multiple principles and perspectives um, of the path from different levels of the path interspersed uh, all together. 94.21, Don goes on. Now, both the third and fourth archetypes, as I see it, work together for the sole purpose of creating the polarity in the most efficient manner possible. Is this correct? Ra said, this cannot be said to be incorrect. We suggest contemplation of this thought complex. So, Ra cannot say it's incorrect, but they're not saying it's correct. And again, Don um, anthropomorphizes uh, the tarot, meaning the third and the fourth archetypes are working together for polarity. No, (laughs) the being, uh, the the entity in third density, uh, is making use of these structures in the deep mind uh, to continue their polarity to whatever degree they're committed to it. And so, is it the archetypes working together? Or is it the entity that's using, that has a mind and and has a deep mind and has this structure in the deep mind and by these points of the structure in the deep mind, the entity develops its own polarity? I think that's a little more accurate. So uh, archetypes don't do the work. Archetypes are uh, the means by which entities in third density make use of, of the deep mind or the deep mind is is uh, an adjunct to soul evolution in third density. 94.22, Don goes on, then prior to the veiling process, that which we call catalyst after the veiling was not catalyst simply because it was not efficiently creating polarity, because this loading process, you might say, that I have diagrammed of catalyst passing through the veil and becoming polarized experience was not in effect because the viewing of what we call catalyst by the entity that's before the veil was seen much more clearly as simply an experience of one creator, not something that was a function of other mind-body-spirit complexes. Um, Would Ra comment on this statement? Ra said, the concepts discussed seem without significant distortion. Fine. So we're talked on is trying to understand um, the 3D evolution process in three, uh, before the veil and after the veil. Before the veil, there were not cards three and four. It was just one, two, five. Uh, he's made a diagram of catalyst coming through a veil 
now after the veiling, becoming polarized experience um, or being used or made use of by the entity in a polarized way, right? Feeling compassion for the person in the line when they're in pain rather than simply frustration or feeling frustration and uh, compassion and care or no longer even feeling frustration because the mind is very well. This could be <clears throat> seen as um, becoming polarized, an entity making polarized experience. Uh, it's a positive interpretation of Catalyst, you can say. Uh, and Don made a diagram and was saying that before the veil, um, what we now call Catalyst, which wasn't called Catalyst then, because <laughs> there wasn't that card or that wasn't there wasn't that level of blockage um, whereby there was greater choice to be distorted, <laughs> as there is now. He's saying it was seen more clearly or simply as an experience of, of one creator, not a function of other entities. Um, okay, that's one way of looking at it. Uh, but certainly before the veil, where cards three and four were not, had not been given, or these archetypes uh, the archetype cycle was n 10 cards, or not, actually it was ni 9 cards rather than 22. The <clears throat> major arcana would have been 9. Um, matrix, ex matrix, potentiator, and significators only of mind, body, spirit. No choice needed because th no one was choosing a negative path. Uh, <clears throat> and so at that point, life was seen um, without the split we experience between catalyst that seems unprocessed or minimally processed uh, catalyst then uh, being worked upon further processed by the somewhat potentiated mind uh, in accord with our path positive or negative uh, yielding fashion you know uh, fashioning experience and yielding further development for the significator or further development to you know mind and body and spirit that complexity wasn't in play okay 9423 don says thank you and he says then we're expecting in card number four to see the result of catalytic action and therefore a more a greater definition between the dark and the light areas <clears throat> in this card we just looking glancing at it we notice that it is more definitely darkly colored in some areas and more white in others in a general sense than card number three, indicating to me that the separation along the two biases has occurred as, <clears throat> as and should occur to follow the blueprint for experience. Could Ra comment on that? Ra just says, you're perceptive, O student. <laughs> Why doesn't Ra say more? <clears throat> I guess they want Ra, or they want Don to go take it further. Uh, but his point seems to be uh, accurate and appreciated that in this card there's greater definition between dark and light portions of the card <clears throat> and um, there's certainly less happening in the background uh, of card four than cards two and three comparable to card one matrix where also the background is is white or without much activity <clears throat> the um, female entities in two and three potentiator of mind, catalyst of mind, uh, interestingly have um, a richer environment <clears throat> somewhat than the 
cards one and four, which are both male. And that, that has meaning for sure also. Uh, but Don was right on where um, card four seemed to, at least in whatever version he's got, uh, show very significant definition, uh, distinction between light and dark. And that's, yes, because what <clears throat> what what uh, what we what we have what we have is experience what we uh, what we call experience <clears throat> which is a fashioned product which is a conditional compos- composite it's a uh, fabrication it's a fermentation just like the fourth skanda sankara or samskara actually uh, that fashioned fabrication uh, of how we dualistically respond to phenomena or catalyst that we're already perceiving dualistically, meaning with a choice, or with you and me, or out and in, or that and this, or could be this or could be that. All that dualistic consciousness uh, is certainly, when the entity's evolving, uh, sharper defined in card four than three, or in, in our inexperience rather than raw catalyst. Um, there's more um, definition to our path, uh, positive or negative, particularly positive. It's more defined than in three, than than in the pre-processed catalyst or catalyst with its minimal processing uh, before fashioning experience. Okay, ninety-four twenty-four. Don goes to the details. The bird in card three seems to be now internalized in the center of the entity in card four in that it has changed from the dot 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 the flight then has achieved its objective and become part of a central part of the experience could raw comment on that which is an interesting thing there's a i guess in some version the version he's looking at uh the bird that is held in a hand of the empress card three uh appears in the middle, in the central body portion area of the clothing or body of Emperor Card 4. I don't really see that, but I don't have a great version of the, the card depiction. But you can certainly interpret that as um, flight achieving its objective. And Ross says, this perception is correct, O student, but what shall the student find the bird to signify? Meaning, what is this bird? Yeah, okay. It's flown, it's out of the coop and it's joined. Uh, And he goes on, 9425 says, I would guess that the bird signifies that a communication that comes as catalyst signified in card three is accepted by the female (laughs) and used becomes a portion of the experience. I'm not sure of that at all. Am I in any way correct? Ross said that bears little of sense, meaning what you said doesn't make sense. (laughs) What you said doesn't have sense. Uh, but we know that the bird is related to communication or a message, message and messenger, um, spirit, you know, the, the inspiration from higher self. Bird as message and messenger, as message-bearing messenger, or as intrinsically um, inspiring message in the form of messenger, a messenger that itself is the message. The, the message of the messenger, the messenger as it message, which is inspirational, which is inspiration, which is intuitive, which is 
communication we can say for between higher and lower or, or um, the greater and the specific to the macrocosm to the micro or to the collective to the individual uh, having internal having come into the body of the emperor and freed from its box we can say or freed from her hand actually in card three to four uh, is <clears throat> you can say some kind of deep internalization of the message or the message that polarization is the purpose of incarnation that polarization or fashioning skillful fashioning of experience so that we continue on our path is the point of all experience that's the point by which why we have something called catalyst the nobility of catalyst is logoic purpose for which catalyst exists the logoic purpose for which catalyst exists is that internalization of the bird is is basically um, taking the bird to heart taking spiritual purpose and message and and not just information but an understanding of the the spiritual purpose for catalyst and experience for life the the essential divine purpose of life is now well known is now internalized and lived and that that uh, movement of the bird in the hand uh, from the catalyst where um, the divine message or the divine purpose sacred purpose sacred meaning is first uh, in the hand but not yet internalized going to card four where it goes it appears you know appears to be what in the center of the entity the emperor uh, is I would say the inter- the internalization and deep confirmation of of a being that the purpose that that, that catalyst and experience is prof- is divine there is divine spiritual purpose and meaning uh, and an objective to continuing catalyst and the fashioning of experience which is basically it's the grist for the mill or it's the path you know moment to moment experience moment to moment living means perceiving a spiritual opportunity or opportunity for continued growth and learning and balancing development in all situations uh, I think that's akin to this bird now being uh, the, the bird now being internalized uh, the entity knows uh, life is path and how I live it determines how well I, I uh, traverse or move along this path of, of endless development 9425 Don says I would guess that the bird signifies that a communication that comes okay that was back to the little sense 9426 I'll have to work on that <laughs> he says uh, then he goes on then I'm guessing that the crossed legs of the entity in card 4 have a meaning similar to the cross of the crooks on sata very deep insight actually so the entity emperor crossing his legs similar to the the arms or the portions of the crooks on Saita, the meaning the handle cross, is a correct cross. This is correct. The cross formed by the living limbs of the image signifies that which is the nature of my body spirit complexes in manifestation within your illusion. Uh, the crosses, uh, the limb crossing, limb crossings. There is no experience which is not purchased by effort of some kind, no act of service to self or others which does not bear a price to the entity manifesting 
commensurate with its purity. All things in manifestation may be seen in one way or another to be offering themselves in order that transformations may take place upon the level appropriate to the action. So the level appropriate to the action means how catalyst is being used by mind or body or spirit. Ross said catalyst that's processed by mind is called catalyst of the mind. Catalyst processed by body or spirit is thereby defined or titled as catalyst of body or catalyst of spirit. Meanwhile, all of our life really uh, involves um, uh, tri-complex uh, uh, tri tri-complex processing, uh, triple, triple complex processing simultaneously, meaning uh, here in 3D physical, um, even when we're just sitting quietly thinking, there is a portion of the experience or catalyst being processed that pertains to the body. Sitting quietly, uh, you know, reading my book or talking or thinking. Uh, catalyst, I think, is always um, being processed to some degree by all three complexes, uh, body, mind, and spirit, but mainly one or the other, indeed. And so, um, you can say, this is another way of looking at life, that all things in manifestation, all things that appear, may be seen from this uh, perspective, this metaphysical view, that they're offering themselves so that we may transform ourselves. God creates the macrocosm or the structure, cosmic plan, cosmic structure and function. The function is uh, evolution of consciousness or the evolution of mind-body-spirit complex. That's the function. The structure is the dimensional, seven-ray dimensional structure of space, time, time, space. Particularly, you know, in dimensions three, four, five, six. So, structure, um, the cosmic structure or the so-called environment, including the vehicle of a body, um, is the, the sphere of service, is the... Um, environment or all these things in manifestation uh, as the uh, matrix with it, as self-offering uh, themselves in the matrix or as a matrix by which we may transform mind, body, spirit, by which we may transform ourselves. And um, this cross, and in fact you could probably say that in all the tarot cards, whenever there's an entity with limbs crossed, um, it has something to do with entities in manifestation in 3D physical, um, whereby effort and cost is involved in growth. Um, cross, you know, in, astro in astrology, cross is considered a little bit rough and disharmonious. There's, a, there's oppositionalism. And so we experience um, duality of horizontal vertical. This goes on and on. It's a long, long discussion. So the Rosicrucian, the Rosy Cross, the heart or Yeshua or the Christ principle pinned to the center of the cross between the horizontal and the vertical. The vertical being spirit matter, the horizontal being right hand, left hand paths, or self and other, or left or right choice, or joining or separating on the horizontal, physical, social, interpersonal. Uh, while the vertical cross is a spirit matter, obviously. Spirit with body, you know, at the bottom. Body at the bottom, spirit at the top. Mind in the middle. Uh, the rosy cross, the rose being the Christic mind, 
the Christic mind is the is the group is the blue green center. Actually, it's not such a big deal, but it's the manifestation of higher self uh, at the intersection or junction between the axes of horizontality and verticality, which is the mid space of three D space time. The mid the mid position that we're at here on the cross, life on the cross. 3D space-time is pinned to the cross, midway between animality and divinity, midway between clear um, settlement upon uh, either positive or negative path, and under a veil, with a lot of confusion, and a lot of not knowing, um, yet, you know, um, right here, here in the middle with you, stuck in the middle with you, like that song. And so there's no experience not purchased by effort of some kind. Effort, 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 effort. Welcome to 3D, baby. Gotta wash, gotta clean, gotta move, gotta stand, gotta do this, gotta do that. Effort, again, continual effort. No experience not purchased by effort of some kind, meaning the gain of polarized experience or skillful living uh, requires effort. <laughs> Then there's fruit, you know, the, the fruit of it is is, is uh, the pleasure of blamelessness, mm-hmm. said Gautama, and freedom from remorse. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of virtue, uh, and there'll be a talk coming, on, uh, coming down the pipeline from virtue to final release, from virtue to final release. Look for it on the channel coming up. Uh, virtue leads to the pleasure of blamelessness and real freedom from remorse and leads to a serenity of mind uh, by which one may awaken and come to release, uh, all of which takes effort. No act of service to self or others, no, no polarization which doesn't bear a price, meaning all polarization bears a price, and all fashioned experience or skillful living uh, according to our path or in accord with path and development um, requires effort. And it's commensurate with its purity, meaning the effort, the greater the purity, the greater the effort. Or the greater the seeking, the greater the effort required. Uh, the greater the purity or development of an entity, um, the more subtle um, the effort. There's, there's, coarse, there's gross and coarse versus subtle and, and refined and delicate. And as one as one evolves, the working becomes more subtle. Um, the working of um, continuing to use catalyst on our path, make good decisions, um, right speech, <laughs> right action, again, 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 right decisions, really. Uh, there is both greater effort, but less coarse or more subtle effort required as one goes along. But um, this has to do, this is shown in some ways by the crossing of the living limbs of the emperor. And that goes on and on. We could talk hours on every one card. 9427, the bird within, the Don says, the bird is within a circle on the front of the entity in card four. Would that have some the same significance as the circular part of the crooks on Sada? Now he's getting really advanced or, or detailed. The circle of the bird that appears, I guess, on the shirt 
or in the front of the emperor, that circle is comparable to the circular portion of the handle of the Kruksansata. Ra said, it is a specialized form of this meaningful shape. It is specialized in great part due to the nature of the crossed legs of manifestation, which we previously discussed. And this is beyond where I want to go, but there's a significance, there's a relationship between the crossed legs, and you'll see that there's the right, you know, the, the left leg is pointed to the ground or, or rests on the ground by its point in a delicate way. The right leg is crossed uh, from right to left over the left knee. I don't want to get into it. I'm, I couldn't tell you exactly what that means on the fly in a moment. But that particular cross has relationship to um, the circle, the, the Kruksansata handle, and the circle in which the bird exists on the chest or uh, in the center of the emperor's figure. And uh, you can say that um, the circle and the, and the handle uh, are resonant in a certain way. The Kruksansata handle and the circle um, you know, encompassing the bird are comparable. It's a specialized form of this meaningful shape. The meaningful shape, I think, is the handle is uh, a circle. <laughs> the circle is meaningful, uh, and the crooks on such a handle is a specialized form of that. And uh, it's specialized, or the crooks on such a is specialized, or maybe it's the circle. Significantly, here in this card, due to the nature of the crossed legs, or the reality of um, the oppositionalism of 3D space-time incarnation. 3D, 3D space-time incarnation per se, ontologically, um, is a composite of polarities and com- and conflict <laughs> and oppositionals, oppositional polarities. Just like Heraclitus said, you know, um, conflict or conflict is the mother of all. Uh, fire runs the show. And so, continual polarity and 3D 3D manifestation is, um, meaning 3D space-time, is most difficult station of the cross for the entity in the in the octave, actually. Um, there's much to say about that. 94.28, Don goes on, the entity of card four wears a strangely, strangely shaped skirt. Is there a significance to the shape of this skirt? Ross said, yes. And Don carries on, says, the skirt is extended toward the left hand, but is somewhat shorter toward the right. There is a black bag hanging from the belt of the entity on the left side. It seems to me that this black bag has a meaning of the acquiring of material possessions of wealth as a part of the left-hand path with Ra comment on that. Ra said, although this meaning was not intended by Ra as part of this complex of concepts, we find the interpretation quite acceptable. Then there's a 30-second pause. And so, okay, it's acceptable. You can say that this uh, apparent bag hanging on the left side is associated with the material accumulation or focus on materiality of the left-hand path or using experience on the negative path. Okay, that's that's okay. But uh, the session's winding down. (laughs) Ra continues and says, uh, I am Ra. As we observe a lull in the questioning, we shall take this opportunity to say that the level of transferred energy dwindles rapidly 
and we would offer the opportunity for one more full question at this working if it is desired and the last question is 9430 Don says I would just state that this card being male would indicate that as experience is gained the mind becomes the motivator or the that which reaches or does more than the simple experiencer prior to the gaining or prior to the catalytic action that is there's a greater tendency for the mind to direct the mind-body-spirit complex and other than that I would just ask if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact and he's really um, kind of summarizing the male gender of card four as being uh, associated with the quality that Ross says, you know, that which reaches, um, that which does uh, action, while the female associates with uh, that which is receive, that which receives, and that which is acted upon, and um, that that's basically just an analysis of um, the polarity of yin yang. It's a more philosophical than human biological gender. Obviously, uh, we're talking about. Uh, of the three, you know, of, of uh, Shiva, uh, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, or Father, Son, Holy Ghost, uh, essential trinity, east-west, the essential Brahmanic or, you know, Vedic or Hindu uh, trinity, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Brahma is that which um, reaches, and uh, Vishnu is that which preserves or whole, or continues and that's sort of the yang yin likewise father son holy ghost um, you can say that the, the principle of um, father or heavenly father or the law of free will first law is the yang potency um, that reaches out to itself uh, to generate love light or intelligent energy uh, which is very much a union of the Son and the Holy Ghost. So, the nature of the Holy Ghost is the Son, and the Holy Ghost Son, or the Son, the Holy Ghost, you know, the Son who expresses itself as um, the Holy Ghost, which really means prana. <laughs> I mean, the Holy Ghost is pneuma, the pneumatic, the Gnostic, the pneuma, the one that seeks um, God power, um is seeking the sun, which is S-O-N, which is ultimately um, the way back to the Father, which is the source. But um, the first principle in both trinities really is very much associated with yang, or the male, or the reaching forward, or thrusting. And the yin principle, or the feminine, and so-called feminine, um, very much, uh, I think, would, would be associated with the very esoteric point that um, the Trinity is really a um, duality, not a tri- not a triplicity. Trinities are actually two, not three. What appears as three is simply uh, a division of of the second portion um, into it, its nature and its expression. While the male is the active portion that uh, acts upon that that acts and um, provides the seed. Um, that goes into the womb, but the womb has issue. <laughs> I have an issue with the womb. Meaning, the womb issues forth new birth. And that's Holy Ghost 
or um, intelligent energy or numa or prana chi ki uh, and that is basically intelligent energy whose nature is love the sun anyway that might help some people uh, what about all that <laughs> Ross said in the context of your penultimate query we would suggest that you ponder again the shape of the garment which the image wears such habiliment habiliment um, clothing I guess is not natural the shape is significant and is so along the lines of your query meaning the shape of the skirt of the entity or the emperor then he goes raw goes to conclude the support group cares well for the instrument we would ask that care be taken as the instrument has been offered the gift of a distortion towards extreme cold by the fifth density friend which greets you although you may be less than pleased with the accoutrements we may say that all was carefully all was as carefully prepared as each was able more than that none can do therefore we thank each for the careful alignments all is well we leave you, my friends, in the love and in the light of the glorious, the one glorious, infinite creator. Go forth, then, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one Adonai. And so that was in second portion there in brackets. There was probably some trouble going on. That's why they had a pause. And um, Carla was getting to the end of her energy available. And this session really was kind of a shaggy dog type. It just goes on and on with very great specificity. Uh, and so the shape of the emperor's garment is important. Uh, you can look at that yourself, those people who are interested in riddles and uh, sacred geometrics. Uh, Carla was being attacked strongly. Uh, which Ra calls the gift of a distortion towards extreme cold by the fifth density friend which greets you. And again, you know, I, I'm just, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that Gautama would talk like that or Nityananda because uh, it's sort of reversing the common way of saying uh, this is a psychic attack by, by an entity which wants to kill you. Now, you don't have to call him an enemy, but indeed it's, it's, the intention is to harm. Well, why calling it a greeting from a friend? Um, because you want to reverse the, the normal way into love light? Well, <laughs> um, one can be, you know, one can, um, um, one can be without distortion, without reversed language such as this. And, um, there's a real problem when I, I believe when you um, intend to be without distortion imagining the substantiality of of your own distortion imagining your distortions are substantial is usually the unrecognized basis for reversing language like this and um, there is a point to consider there so so that concludes session 94. And actually, I'm not going to go further with um, more uh, discussion of experience of mind card now, but we will find that um, in session 95, next time, uh, there will be more discussion. 
uh, towards the second half of session 95. Session 95 uh, was just about uh, a week later, September 1982, uh, is 28 exchanges, which is really quite significant. These are very solid, some pretty solid sessions. And um, there was half of the session is talked about ritual cleansing or um, how they can protect Carla and um, preserve the parameters of the contact. And the second half, as before, goes deeper into the experience of mind. And so it'll take us a couple of weeks. Uh, it is interesting, it is heavy, actually, uh, how the potentiated mind makes use of the of catalyst, which is really minimally processed, but it's somewhat, uh, which is anything that arises in mind or body, uh, particularly. Spirit, yes, but it comes through mind, generally. So whatever arises in mind and body, generally, from the environment or apparently internally, um, associated with basically feelings and sensations, perceptions and thought, and all mental, mental fashionings, that we may interpret, that we do, and that we may react to, make use of, do something with. And that's the heart of polarization. That's the heart of the path, in a way, is what we do, um, how we do our life, <laughs> how we do uh, our speech, how we do our action, how we do our view. Um, the fashioning of view is critical. So uh, we'll go further with this next week and enter session 95. We're pulling close to the end here. Uh, I hope it was helpful. Please take good care of yourselves. See you next time, and good night.